0: Ian, I just got back from a venture into the jungle. I decided to go offline and leave society and go back to my ape roots. And I have to say, I'm glad to be back. You know, I'm glad to be back. I'm a podcast loser.
1: You are a podcast loser. But if you're a podcast loser, then I'm a podcast loser, too.
0: Ian... I should probably introduce the podcast. My name is Jake Curtis, and you have arrived at Jubilee Street, a music podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. Ian McCurtis is our other co-host. We're also joined in the studio by Blue the Intern Dog, Buffy the HR Dog, as well as John Lennon's Ghost. Um, You might hear his voice pop up in the background. Who knows? It's a very chaotic studio environment. Um, We're getting complaints left and right about comments we make on the podcast, so uh, we got Buffy the, uh, the HR dog running around, you know, I don't know how you, the papers are covered in slobber by the time they get to me. So, you know, uh, it is what it is. But everybody, welcome to the podcast. Ian, tell them what we're talking about this week.
1: We're talking about the new Viagra Boys record, Cave
0: World. There was a podcast named Jubilee Street, a music podcast hosted by Jake Jake. Um, no, no, bitch, you sound like a a fucking food. Um, but he said he looked like Winnie the Pooh. Let's just jump right into it, because this came out of left field for me. Never had heard of these dudes before. They're from Sweden. I guess they kind of blew up a couple years ago and they've just kind of gotten bigger and bigger since then. It's about all I knew about them. Uh, And then last week, Thursday, uh, their front man, Sebastian Murphy, was on uh, office hours with uh, Tim Heidegger. Oh, no way. And and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I never heard of the Viagra Boys. And honestly, like, he was kind of, they didn't really talk about the new record much, so I didn't know, I didn't get to know much about him, which is, kind of my only qualm with Tim Heidecker's podcast. Like, it's a little too chaotic, kind of like ours. And it's, like, a lot of bits and joking. And so I I didn't learn as much about Sebastian as I'd like. But the day after, I get a text message when I wake up in the morning on Friday, and it's the song Return to Monkey by Viagra Boys from their new album, Cave World, that Ian sent to our group chat. And I put it on, and I was like, I don't know, really, no, you know, I was waking up kind of, I was walking the dog. And then it gets around to the beginning of the album and it gets into some of the other songs like, uh, Troglodyte, Punk Rock Loser. And then I put it on in the car with Haley later that day and we're like jamming to it in the car. Um, this record's awesome. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I also, well, I knew of them, but I wasn't a huge fan. That record, Welfare Jazz, last year, it was You know, a lot of people were really into it. And they kind of, we'll talk about this more, or at least I will later. They kind of existed in the same space as like Parquet Courts. Like a band I think is cool and like to follow, but I'm not a huge fan of. But that Punk Rock Loser song came out like a month ago. And I watched the music video and it was so funny. And the song a great music video. So good. And it was like next level. So I listened to this album Mm -hmm. just to see if I would like it or not, Friday, and I was blown away. And same as you, me and uh, Courtney took a drive up to Madison. It was like an hour away, and we listened Mm. to this record. And we both were just like, holy shit, this is so good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's how I felt listening to it. Especially when you get to songs like um, Big Boy and, uh, fuck, what's the one? It's the uh, Hypothesis song. Cognitive Theory Hypothesis. Something oh, yeah. like that. The Cognitive Trade-Off Hypothesis. Uh, and those songs just really, like, kind of hooked me. And then I think I've listened to the record, like, five or six times the last two days. Already a big Juby contender, I can tell you that much.
1: Do you think the title... So I know the title is, like, you know, there's a lot of monkey and caveman talk. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously playing on that. But do you think there's any sort of double entendre there with Nick Cave? Because well, I feel like Nick you, Cave is such... Like, it cannot be overstated how much of an influence. There's Nick Cave everywhere in this record.
0: You texted me and you said, I think if you're down, we should cover this on the podcast. And uh, so I listened to it with that ear, like, listening for Nick Cave, and it's everywhere. Um, the low-hanging, like, like trying-to-be-Southern draw that's not really Southern... There's like sort of a, a grandiosity to the lyrics and like Nick Cave can't really hit an upper register, but when he does, it's pretty good. They do that here with the Viagra boys. I mean, this guy has a low voice. He's putting on kind of a cartoony flair. And the other podcast we're recording tonight is for a Grinderman song. I don't know if that's a spoiler. You can take it out if you need to. But I think that that song is a good companion piece to the kind of mood that this album has. So... Um, Even
1: the way he, like, enunciates syllables, like, he does that Nick Cave thing where he'd be like, Jake Curtis. Like, you make, yeah, you make the last yeah. letter <laughs> an extra syllable, <laughs> and the dude from Viagra Boys yeah. does that.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of, like, kind of classic rock and roll energy that I, be- I believe Nick Cave has in spades. Um, you know, Sebastian's not afraid to throw out a couple of oohs and ahs and go, like, you know... Couple push a yeah, <laughs> like those kind of things. So, like, Some Joker left. He, yeah, um, I, I think that there's a I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that comparison. I think it's pretty spot on. I bet, and these guys are in Europe, so the influence of Nick Cave in Europe and Australia, I think, are like, but the, the singer is American, right? Unparalleled. He grew up in America, and then I guess oh, he, he somehow moved to Sweden. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm hmm. I guess they just returned from a tour not too long ago, so he's just do, been doing a lot of Zoom interviews. My question is, is: He looks pretty big in the Punk Rock Loser video. Is did he? Does, is he that like big with that belly, or do you think that's like a prosthetic?
1: Uh, no. I watched a video of them performing at the IKEA Fest, which I didn't know was a thing. And uh-huh. he's got he's got a belly. I mean, I, he, I would say he's like uh, okay. He's not like three hundred pounds or anything, but he's got a belly. He's performing I feel like he looked on. a lot
0: like me, uh, like, body-type-wise, so I, I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Um, you were just body-shaming. The Nick Cave okay. influences. the <laughs> Yeah, I just got the paper from Buffy the HR dog. I just added it to the stack over here. The, the Nick Cave influence is definitely, like, there's not really an argument otherwise. Like, it's very mired in that, especially down to, like, the tasteful, like, guitar licks. Um... The sort of, like, general grooviness, I think, though, this has The Gorillas written all over it to me. I, like, mm-hmm. I thought immediately listening to it, I'm like, oh, this sounds so much like Damon Alburn and The Gorillas.
1: Yeah, if they, uh, you know, I think if they're going to do another season of that Song Machine project, and I could see The Gorillas getting the Viagra Boys on a song, it's probably already in the works.
0: Shit, he could probably just do a Damon Alburn impression, to be honest. Their voices sound very similar, especially when he does that falsetto. It reminds me a lot of, like, Demon Days. Like, and it's, it's honestly, like, super refreshing because, like, a rock album like this hasn't come out in a long time. It's, it's really fun, and it, I, I feel like the subject matter of the record is completely tailored to my interests. Another influence
1: that this reference isn't going to land with you, but I'm just going to say it anyway for any mm-hmm. listener.
0: No, do it. It'll uh, land with somebody.
1: So I know you... I don't think you've ever seen a band with your fellow San Diego and John Reese from Hot Snakes, Rock from the Crib, Drive Like Jehu.
0: But he has... I've never gone to a show with that guy. No, I have not. He, I don't know him
1: personally. He has this, uh, <laughs> like, stage persona he does that's, like, old-timey priest, like, like snake mm-hmm. oil salesman in between songs. He just yeah. has this, like, goofy preacher way of talking. And that song... Uh, is it called Creepy Crawlies or Creepy Crawlers? When he's like, oh, yeah. They got Creepy Crawlers in the vaccine. That is just like, I, I wish you'd seen Hot Snakes or something before. That is just like how he talks in between songs. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like that had to be mm-hmm. floating around in their brains.
0: Yeah, no, that's really funny. I, I, the, the reference is definitely lost on me because I feel like I'm only really familiar with Drive Like Jehu and Hot Snakes I've never really checked out. Probably should. That seems like kind of a glaring error for me, but I like I like that song a lot. That song kinda gave me tinglies when I was listening to it, just because I don't know, there's a quality to it that's really powerful. I, I don't really they're invoking some kind of like like spit in your face gravitas to these kind of sillier songs that like they shouldn't be as impactful as they are and I feel like they hit pretty hard as like social commentary and it's not I saw. I, I saw. There was a bullshit article that Pitchfork review. That a, there was a Pitchfork review that they did about this, and I thought they got it completely wrong. Just my opinion, and I felt like nothing seemed like too hammered on. It seemed like well, hold on, let's purposefully let's add a bit of like
1: sleazy and let's add a little bit of context because we haven't really talked about what we're talking about here. So a lot of the record has like the persona of like an alt right trolley kind of internet person. So the the songs are from that perspective a lot of them. Uh which might land with you might not. So anyway, continue, Jake. I just wanted to say what we are.
0: No, uh it's fine. I I was just like um what was the last thing I was saying? I'm sorry. You were talking about the pitchfork review and saying they Oh, yeah, yeah. I fe- I just I was just commenting on the fact that like So, as Ian said, the subtext of this is, like, it's kind of eschewing, like, current American, and I think more, I I would say, like, world culture in some ways, but it's definitely heavily American-influenced, and it's taking all of that stuff that was so big during the pandemic and kind of encapsulating it, because even more so now, like, more people are working from home on their computers. There's that song, Troglodyte, which... Um, I read, I think it was in that same Pitchfork interview or review that, uh, it's like very like Stooges, like very like Iggy Pop kind of energy, which I thought was a cool reference. And I just, I just think that it really works for me. Um, I was pretty, I'm pretty obsessed with fictionally the idea that celebrities would like feast on baby flesh to stay young and... I just think that there's so much you can do with that, like in writing a story and like writing characters, and it's just completely absurd that people believe that is happening. Now, that's the but that's the thing is there's always going to be like a well. I saw this article, and I think that's kind of what this this is talking about is that information and everything is so stupid now, and the algorithm just just feeds you what you're already thinking. So it makes you feel, like, validated. If you are racist, you're going to see racist posts because you're racist. Like, it's fucking crazy. And I I think that, like, the whole point of this record is that we've gone back to an almost simpler time where we have all this technology, but we're all so incredibly dumb. And it's, it's funny. And I think that the, like, slime-coated, like, guitars and synths and bass, the bass lines are incredible on this album. Like, it all just makes those points punchy funny you know not too like look at us we're making a joke about adrenochrome like it's like it's funny it's 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 like it's well it's well done
1: i i disagree with you a little bit in that i i don't think the point is that we've gone backwards i think the point is i think it's poking fun at like the jordan peterson types who are like these are what uh these are what other animals do. These are primal urges. These are like, this is the natural way to be like, it's natural to be misogynistic. That's just the way we're wired like that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. And I think they're saying these alt-right people think that they're like primal. They think they're, well, the songs like you ain't no ape, you're a troglodyte. It's like, you think you're more grounded.
0: It's definitely making fun of Joe Rogan. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: You think you're more like animalistic than a liberal but you're only that way mm-hmm. because of the internet. You're only that way because of technology.
0: Yeah, that's a good take on it. I, I, I also, like, only somewhat agree with what you're saying. I think that you have a, a good point, but I do think that the internet has made a lot of us very stupid. And I think one case in point I have is so I saw a lot of people posting about there's like some, I think it's the Web like Space Telescope, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And I was seeing this and I'm like, oh, cool. Like the 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 shitty part of my brain was like, oh, cool. People like care more about space than they do about like all the crazy shit that's happening on the earth right now. Like why would anybody care about space? And then I caught myself and I was like, well, and, and the point I'm making is that I, I I feel like that is how these like, you know, armchair experts and like they're just like constantly like, co- but they're commenting on it and not thinking about it critically like I did. And I was like, well if you're enjoying something that's objectively beautiful, then, like, even if it's not objectively beautiful, like, you should still appreciate that people are finding beauty in something and a lot with how much, like, sadness and, like, despair there is in the world. So I'm trying to have that mindset. I've been in a very dark place this week, so it was just kind of me, like, taking things out either non-verbally or verbally on my loved ones all week. It's been a bad week for me. But this album definitely kind of pulled me out of that. It just made me happy listening to this. But what I'm getting at is, like, I think that technology has, like, almost made us more ape-like in that, like, we can throw our shit, and no, but no one gives a fuck and no one can smell it. Like, no, no one knows your shit stinks because you're just sitting in your computer, you know? And you're putting it out there, so if it does stink, there's a comment on a message board that shows it. Does that make sense? Am I a little off the rails there?
1: No, I think I was just, addi- I- I was just adding a bit of nuance to that. These pe- These people think that they're, like, more... I keep saying the word primal, but I don't know another word. They think that these are, like, their natural instincts, but they aren't natural. They come from the Internet.
0: Yeah, and the other kind of uncanny thing is I got back into a TV show called The Boys, and I kind of put it away for a while because it just made me feel shitty watching it. And I warmed up to it, even though I still think it's a very nasty... It has a very nasty sense of humor and... It's definitely, like, it's, surpri- it's not, it it shouldn't be surprising to me that it's such a popular show because I feel like it is so nasty and, like, not, like, it's not what I feel like most people like about superheroes, but I think that's what's made me like it a lot. And they talk a lot about these topics. Like, again, not too hammered in in that show. And it's so it's been funny, like, I'm, like, hearing the Viagra boys, like, make this music about these, like, crazy internet, like, armchair school shooter people, and then I hear... I'm watching, in the boys, like, they're doing this, like, social commentary about, like, you know, how a Nazi made its way into the ranks of this, like, famous superhero team. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It's a cool project. I I have a lot of thoughts about it.
1: So I want to get into this whole, like, satire, comedy, social commentary lane. This is something, like... Tons of punk bands do. It's like something punk bands have been doing since punk was a thing. Yeah. And just like comedy and movies, not everyone thinks the same things are funny. Not all these bands hit with everyone. I I want you to tell me, like, why do you think this version of it works for you where, like, another one of these funny post-punk bands don't work for you?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm usually drawn to groups that are more willing to like poke fun and like satirize than people who are trying to be like very woke at this point. I think like, I def, I've said this before, but I got to a point where I was trying to be so like woke and like, I'm one of the good, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of the racist white people, but then I just ended up looking more racist and then more sexist even too and I th- I think I just have felt a lot better like kind of like reining it in and you know trying to do more on my own personal growth and like just telling people and getting people to like me and being a people pleaser so like I don't really feel like I, I guess I-, I could see why people like like for that pitchfork pitchfork interview um I could see why they maybe don't align with it because like I don't really feel like pitchfork aligns with anything that's like not outwardly like you know if it's, like, political or satirical in any way, I feel like they stay away from it because they don't really like humor. But that might be a volatile statement. But I think for me, it's just, it's, I feel like these songs are good storytelling. They paint pictures. The music's really good. I don't think that they're trying to, like, change anybody's minds. I think they're presenting ideas in a funny and clever way. And the music is also really like kind of almost minimal at sometimes, but also like maximalist at other times. And I guess I guess the key word for me with this album is that it's fun. Like you can dance to this, you can mosh to this, you can headbang. Like you can lay back in your de- at your desk and kind of like nod your head to it. Like I wish I I don't know is that the answer you're looking for? I don't know. I'm looking for however you feel. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could describe it better. I I think, I think like did a good job. I I guess I feel like I, so I finished a book. I guess a, almost a couple of years ago at this point. Um, it's like a horror story, and I I won't give away the details. But I got an idea almost immediately after that. I wrote almost a hundred pages for about a similar kind of thing where. There's all the there's this comedian who gets like roped into this like L.A. like Adrenochrome esque cult and they like suck the blood out of young girls and they they all have like piss fetishes and like shit like that and so when I heard this I was like oh this is awesome like I love I love when you take these like like ridiculous conspiracy theory people and you give them these almost like it's humorous but it's also human almost to like hear the way that he presents these and it's like like yeah you do sound like a crazy preacher when you talk about like this baby's being born with animal hair it's got lizard skin like you sound like a fucking lunatic and i, I don't know like i think there's a sense of fun to it and i think that's what makes it work for me and it's not really giving these people any kind of like they're not they're not being like oh they you know these aren't the good guys but they're also like making space for like here's all these crazy ideas that everybody's been sitting on for two years. Like, let's kind of dissect that in a funny way. And like, you know, I don't know. It, I'm th- I, I have to think about it maybe a little bit more. I, I've just kind of been feeling it out every day this week. What about you?
1: Oh, I agree with a lot of the points you just made. I think a big thing is that it's not passing judgment. Like, these songs are from the perspective of those people, and they're letting the perspective be the joke. Like the joke is that these people exist. They're not like doing some huge moral outrage about it. Mm-hmm. That feels like they're they're standing on a soapbox or anything. Cause that, I don't know about you. I mean, I guess you kind of, you kind of said something similar that just gets so exhausting to me. Like even when my friends or, like my loved ones, like get so mad about like politics or social issues. it's just, like, exhausting. Like, you know I agree with you. Like, can we just talk about something else? Yeah. Like, you just want me to, like, be mad back at you? Like, yeah, I'm all, like, yeah, this is horrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, this is a better discourse for that, right? But then they do kind of make, like, calls. They're like, there's a line here, and it's like, yo, this, like, motherfucker who, you know thinks he's like a savior and he's like going to go out and shoot everybody with his gun. Um And he's had way too much time on his computer. Like back in the, back when we were apes, those guys would be the, the people who'd be shunned. Right. They'd be like kicked out of the tree. So um I th- I think that there is definitely an implication that like these guys are loonies and they're kind of, and they're, but it's almost kind of like, it's not really mean. It's just like, you're kind like, you guys are really annoying. Like, shut the fuck up. You sound stupid,
1: you know? It's just silly. It feels, I mean, obviously, I'm not one of those kind of people, but just even to me, it feels more welcoming. It doesn't feel like I'm being yelled at. Exactly. I I was was thinking about all the slew of bands now that do social commentary kind of stuff like this, and I was thinking about how Idols has moved more and more into it as I've grown less and less of a fan. I know. I felt the same way
0: about Idols. And I think
1: with idols it's because it's like it sounds like they're standing up on a stage and telling me what to think and like I your audience for the most part already thinks what you think. Like let's move on to something else. I think they want to be the clash so bad and the clash were fun. They were silly at times. Like that's that's what the Viagra boys are are hitting on this album is. Uh I I, I know I've said this quote before, but it's what Boots Riley says about political music is if, if people aren't going to dance to it, they're not going to care about what you're saying.
0: Yeah, they don't give a fuck. That's why Fela was so big, because Fela made incredible music, but he also sang about politics in South Africa.
1: But at the um, same time, it's also, there's also like a fieriness to this album, because I also, like I said in the beginning, I thought a lot about Parquet Courts, which has always been a band that I wish I liked more. Same. And, I mean, they, they're, they're really similar to this album, they write. Silly song with some social commentary. They're not, like, too angry about it. But there's just this, like, stoner, like, apathy. Everything feels like like one level removed. Whereas this album feels like there's so much humanity and empathy in it. Like, they're putting themselves in the shoes of these people.
0: Well, there's another Even moment... Even if it's not
1: in a serious way.
0: There's another moment, like, like you said, where they talk about, like... um like, oh, it's, it's Return to Monkey, and it's like, yeah, good. You don't want to get the vaccine? Go out in the fucking jungle and live there. Like, we don't get, like, we, like, I'm good here. If you're not good here, fucking leave. That's what's so funny is that, you know, they're also flipping the script on them, and it's like these racist motherfuckers want to be like, oh, um, go back to your country, go back to your country. No, no, bitch. You don't want to get vaccine, vaccinated. Go on to the fucking woods, because no one gives a shit about the vaccine out there either. You know, and I, I, thats thats what I'm getting at—is we. This album is like. There's a difference between me being like "fuck you." Or me being like "fuck you." You know, like. There's a yeah, funniness to I it, and you. this band harnesses the funny "fuck you." They harness that in such a good way, and that's why like. I keep bringing up the Pitchfork interview, but it's just because it it created a lot of internal derision for me because I care too much about the opinions of outside parties. I should only ever form my own opinions, but it does impact me. And I kept thinking like— was
1: there also an interview, or are you you talking about the review? I didn't see an interview.
0: I read an interview on another website. Uh, I've got it pulled up here. Because I would love an interview
1: of them responding to the review.
0: No, I would love that too. Honestly, fuck, fuck Pitchfork. Like, I check it for the music, no, but that's what you know,
1: that's what I'm trying to get at, Jake. Is that it's the same reason like we love No Effects, but a lot of people don't. Like, comedy doesn't isn't going to work for everyone. Like, there's people who love. Uh, who's another goofy? I mean, there's so many of these goofy post-punk bands. There's, and I don't like a lot of them, but a lot of people do. Like, you know, everybody's going to think different stuff is funny.
0: There's like Parquet Courts and then that fucking Islands band, I feel like is another one. And uh, fuck, there's another one that's like really big that's in that Parquet Courts circle, but I can't get into them. I'd know it immediately if I saw it. But uh, let me get back to it without harping too much on my own insecurity here. And this album's fucking awesome. And I was reading that interview, or I keep saying interview. It's a review, not an interview. It's a pitchfork review. And I'm just, I'm like, are you guys not hearing the same thing I'm hearing? Because, like, I'm listening to this. I'm having a great time. I've got big boys stuck in my head for days. And it's so like it's, it's if, a, I,
1: if, if I found myself in a King of the Hill episode,
0: like that's the song I don't want playing as I'm walking around Arlen, Texas. Yeah. And like, um, you know, I don't want to, you know, call out Viagra boys here, but like. You know, I don't have a patent or anything, but technically, I came up with with the with the theme for this song, which was I'm a big guy, and I'm it's getting true. drunk and high, and you know I'm and when I'm getting drunk and high, you know I'm stomping around, and that's basically what this song is about. I was in my first apartment, I was really flat, heavy footed, and I just like stamped my feet everywhere because I was fucked up, and. I I just, this album was just made for me. It's goofy, it's fun. Like, punk rock loser is fucking Cody Ray. I don't care what anybody says, that is literally the mentality we all had when we went to shows, whether Cody was there or not, that's how we all felt walking into into punk shows. Like, we wanted to see something go down, at least I did, and a lot of shit would technically go down. Like, Cody Ray fucking threw a trash can on top of my car. Allegedly, he set it on top of my car as a joke, but my car had a fucking dent on it. That's like the fuck that that was our mentality back then. It felt like I was stepping into a warm pair of shoes that were like slightly damp after a long night, you know?
1: Yeah, there's there's something maybe this is giving uh too much credit to something that is purely fun and if you if you think that tell me Jake. But I feel like subconsciously it's like the same thing. It's the same reason we love to sing a song like "Stagger Lee." It's just like from the perspective of the worst <laughs> fucking person who's like raping people and murdering people. Yeah. But it's fun to like, it's fun to like put yourself in that song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of the joy of songs like this from the perspective of bad people is it like gives you some empathy yeah. to like. Because when you hear a song, you like internalize it. It's just how music hits us, and you're internalizing like people who aren't like you, and like you know maybe it, it, maybe it's too far to say that like this album would give you empathy to all the right people, but I think it kind of does because you like you stop being so mad at them and you just laugh, you know mm-hmm well, and that's, that's healthier,
0: I think. I think the whole album gets summed up many there's many good lines on here, but I think the whole album gets summed up in um a couple of lines and it's like um, it's fuck. It's it's up here. I got it. Uh, yeah. I'm a big boy, baby. Got an apartment with a big TV. And an even better line from that song is I'm a big boy, babe. I don't, I don't start crying if you make fun of me. And it's just, it's, it's these people to a T like it is, it is these people who are like, like, I don't know if you've seen, I'm not making light of this. But have you seen all the news around how there was that Uvalde shooter, uh, police officer who didn't do anything and there's a photo of him on the school camera with the Punisher logo? Yeah. And I just feel like in one image you have captured the essence of our time, which is a public official, essentially, he's hired by, you know, the police department to protect He has evoked the imagery of a vigilante who ultimately kills bad people. And yet the one thing that he should have been doing, he wasn't doing. And at the end of it, they're all fucking frightened little babies. And they don't fucking care about protecting or serving anybody. And I just kept thinking about, I just keep thinking about all these men I've met in my life, like who are like, I mean, I'm insecure too. I'm I'm a big baby at heart too. Like I'm, I don't like, I think about punching people in the face all the time, but I'm like, I would never do that because I think about that scene from King of the Hill where Bobby punches one of the high school kids and he hurts his hand. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to hurt my hand. And, uh, you know, I think that you're really onto something with like the humanity that's expressed in these songs. Like, I think part of the mentality of the music that goes along with it is like, yeah, dude, men are weak, and the, especially these, like, internet troll men are weak as fuck. Like, fuck them. Let's just party, you know? And let's make fun of them at the same time. Because they need to be made fun of, just in the way that, you know, all kinds of people can be made fun of. You have to make fun of people. It's like, it's the equivalent, it yourself. It's the equivalent of fucking uh, when Xi Jinping banned the image of Winnie the Pooh because somebody said he looked like Winnie the Pooh. A little bit racist, yes, but it's still like, an like, a crazy thing that you would ban a cartoon image because it looks a little bit too much like you.
1: I think that like, let's say you're really ma- okay. No, let me let me flip that. Let's say I'm really mad at you, and I'm, I'm just screaming at you. I'm I'm cursing
0: at you. Yeah, you must and, be and, really mad at me. Did I like yell at you while you were driving or something? And and. You're trying to like reason with me and I'm just not having it. I'm just like
1: so pissed off Mm -hmm. and we cannot find like an inroad. And then in the middle, I'm like in the middle of being like, fuck you, you fucking. And then I fart (laughs) and then we both laugh. And then instantly that will like that like stupid thing (laughs) would ease some tension and we would probably find an easier (laughs) way of like reaching some sort of peace. Well, I it's think... Like this, the, uh, go ahead. No, go...
0: No, I mean, I'm dying to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Are you saying that because I interrupted you, or do you want to hear what no. I have to say? Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like the the like, the like fart would need to be long, though. Like, you'd been... Like, because I've known you for a long time, and I've never heard you fart. And I just feel like if you were that angry, and you, you've probably been holding it in the whole time, and it's just like... Brrr, and then, well, it's because
1: my my diet's so healthy.
0: And then we both turn to the camera and we start, and then Big Boy starts playing, and we're both like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d.
1: yeah. And that's what this album is like. If you can find a way to laugh at these people you're really bad at instead mm-hmm. of being pissed off, and no one wants to be laughed at either. But like, it's easier, you know. They don't seem like such a threat. It's easier to understand them. Mm-hmm. It's just like a better way to be.
0: Well, you know, even today I caught myself, like, being a sensitive boy because Mike said something in our chat about how, like, oh, you're, you know, it's crazy that you'll die never, like, having tried something. And, like, it really it really got to me because I because, like, I'm like, no, dude, like, I want to like these shows. Like, I've tried so many times and I've been burned. And he was like, oh, you know, I wasn't trying to poke fun or anything. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, I was being a little sensitive myself, but, like, You know, I'm I'm I can be thick-skinned. Like you don't have to lay off me. You know, I just had a moment there, and I think that is another example of like, you know, you can't take yourself too seriously. And also, I guess maybe maybe we should maybe you shouldn't be proud of believing like uh, that that the adrenochrome theory is like what you're spending most of your nights googling. But I think it's better to be proud that like, you know, if you don't like something, as long as it's you know, something that's okay to not like, like Marvel movies, then I guess be less insecure about who you are and just like what you like, and if you don't like something, don't like it. Agreed. My favorite part of the album is the end of Big Boy, where the guy from Sleaford Mods comes in, Jason Williamson, and he's like, That's right, he's a big boy. That part's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: part's <too. laughs> it's I, so stupid. It's like it's like you imagine like he's out with his friend and his friend's like, Yeah, he is an idiot. <laughs> and
0: then and then it's it it goes into a really cool part of the song too because it's it's just great cuz he's like don't you want it? it? And then uh it turns into that club beat as the song kind of dies out. But um man, that that song is like one of my favorites of the year. I I, I feel it's like it's got this like was...
1: it's got like Tom Haverford energy and then John Ralphio grabs the mic <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I I wouldn't think about that, but uh it was funny that you brought up Idols because now I can never think of Idols without thinking of Sleaford Mods. And honestly, like, I want to listen to more Sleaford Mods because, like, if I don't think their music sounds as, like, groovy as this, but it, it, it definitely made me want to listen to him more. Like, it's that little rant section he does there is just so funny and just fun to listen to.
1: Yeah, that's that's the like I think there's a lot of funny parts in the album, but that's the part that, like, actually makes me laugh out loud.
0: Yeah. He says Just he has the way some he part like enters the track. <laughs> yeah. And then in the video, have you seen the video? No, I haven't seen that music video. The video's it it's not as good as Punk Rock Loser, but uh Punk Rock Loser is like great. And then they they did the I'll I'll go back to Punk Rock Loser and then we'll come back to that. Uh at the end they do that like It's like they're making fun of the current, like, you know how we always talk about how country music is, like, the current wave for popular Mm -hmm. music? And then, so, this song's not really country at all. It's got a little bit of that, like, a little bit of an Orville Peck kind of draw to it. But, like, at the end, it does that little synchronized dance, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, And then the whole thing where he's just, like, shooting his gun in the air, and then the bartender, like, smashes a glass on his head. Like, it's just so slapstick and, like, three stooges. It's just funny. Uh, in Big it's Boy... It's like the same... Go ahead, sorry. Real,
1: real quick on Punk no, Rock Blues No, Loser, real- I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, Go ahead. I think it's the same reason like, Tim Heidecker feels like such a fresh breath of air in indie mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Is that... I mean, we're both musicians. We both can be self-serious. The kind of people that make music are usually just like overly serious. Yeah. It's just how we're wired. So... These people that are just willing to make fools of themselves Mm -hmm. are, like, so welcome to me. I I love it. Because I wish
0: I I was more like that. And I think, like I said, with, like, going back to our sort of Nick Cave connection, uh, when Nick Cave is at his silliest, like, say what you want about Dig Lazarus, Dig, but those are silly songs in some ways. Um, He's often the most compelling and especially when he went super silly with Grinder Man. I think both of us would agree that those Grinder Man albums are some of the best stuff he's put out in the last 20 years, right? Has it been mm-hmm. over 20 years since that? About about exactly? Almost 20 years? 15. like
1: 10 to 15. 15, I think.
0: Yeah. Um From Grinder Man one. And I, I think that like when artists like are willing to like kind of Nick Cave took off his like, you know, what do I always say? He took off his like sermon necklace like uh, his uh, priest, uh, kerchief, whatever the fuck they call that thing. I can't think of it. And collar? Collar, priest collar, thank you. And um, he put on his, like, sleazy mustache, and I hear the word a sleazy. A shell necklace. Yeah. He, and I hear the word sleazy thrown a lot with Viagra boys, and I think that that is, like, spot yeah. on to describe them. It, it feels like that. Like, there is a layer of, like, Like, it feels like you're in a kitchen, and somebody's playing a show on top of a french fry, like, fry machine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, because it feels so American,
0: Mm -hmm. but they're Swedish, like... It it feels... They've nailed the, uh, they've nailed the times. It feels to me like when I, how I used to feel when I'd leave, please and thank you, and I would literally smell, like, burnt bagels and coffee, and, like... I, if I did anything after that, I'd have to go take a shower before I did anything because if not, I would smell like a fucking bakery. And I would honestly love that to have that feeling again. I didn't, I don't really miss working at that job, but I miss like working in a kitchen. And I think that I love that quality of it. Um, yeah, great stuff. And then uh, the big boy video, just to, to step back over to that, is is really interesting. It feels like, Uh, You know that video game, uh, Second Life? Yeah, Yeah. it's like that, but if if you had, like, done a lot of acid or something, like, right before you started playing it, like, so it's like a Mm. sort of 3D, they've, like, 3D rendered, like, Sebastian and Jason, and then they're kind of, like, dancing in this, like, kind of broken 3D, like, imagery. You should watch it. It's really fun. Yeah, well, I didn't know they had a music video. He looks a little bit like the Joker in it, and I think that that's a purposeful choice. Well, part of it's the, he's got the forehead tat and he's got mm-hmm, face tats. Mm-hmm. God, if there's one negative thing I had to say, I don't like that forehead tat at all. I, and I usually like face tattoos.
1: Well, that's what adds another layer is that, like he looks yeah. like he could be the people in his songs. Like he has, he looks like a sleazy yeah.
0: dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. I think
1: my favorite part of the album, my favorite song is the last song. Just, I hope the so. they're coming to Louisville and... October, uh-huh. and I hope they just have like a sweatshirt or a shirt that just says Leave Society Be. A yeah, because I don't, I don't really want to walk around with a shirt that says Viagra Boys. Yeah, but if they have a shirt that just says that, I will absolutely, I I will want a shirt, a Leave Society Be. Among I gotta shirt.
0: see if they're coming to San Diego.
1: Uh, they're doing a co-headlining tour with Shane.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um, Mike likes that band, I think.
1: Yeah, they're they're also great. It'll be a great show. Very cool. So I don't uh maybe maybe you can help me put this into words when the last song hits to me it's such a level up at, like it feels like a promise of what they're gonna do in mm-hmm. the future, like like here's the last song, and we're showing you a glimpse of like you don't even know what we're gonna do next, yeah, and <laughs> it makes me think the only the only way I know how to relate it is when you this is so <laughs> stupid. When you unlock the secret movie in Kingdom Hearts 1 <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts uh-huh. 2 is going to be like yeah. this? I don't know. Just something about the last song being so different than the rest of the album. You're like, oh, shit. Like, you know, it's
0: like, it's like the, the Marvel movie, like, uh,
1: post credit scene. Well,
0: yeah, because you get that whole thing, like, a new carpet is installed. A murder takes place in Japan. Someone's head is cut off in an office. It's been a good day. They're killing each other (laughs) out here, man. At the beginning, like it just feels like something new. I'm not sure.
1: And they put that if I'm
0: connecting this with uh, something I read about a comic or something this week, but uh, I heard somebody say that this is like a callback to uh, Space Odyssey. Is that right? Is that. So there's a scene in the beginning of uh, I, I've 2001 movie, A Space I Odyssey, and in the beginning, apes screaming at like a giant black stone. And that's mm, what I yeah, thought yeah. of with this is like, what if that never happened and then people didn't become people? They just stayed apes.
1: And it's a great sentiment to end on because I think either side, whether you're like, you know woke snowflakes like us are all right people we probably both wish like maybe society was a bad idea
0: i think that's where this that's where the through line of the album is here right it's like there's not really there's not not really like a liberal party anymore like there's just like really really shitty racist human beings and then there's people who like don't want anything to do with it i don't really feel like there's an in-between anymore i feel like maybe five years ago there was like left right and then center and now i feel like you just have like center people and then people who are fucking shitty and like it's almost like 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 i have no faith in joe biden doing anything in his presidency i don't think he'll win re-election um i think there's a chance that donald trump could get like re-elected while he's still on trial in two years like because we know that that'll just be drawn out for how much press it's getting i don't know but then again i've just gone back into cave world and i'm in my conspiracy theory zone you know God takes. I think from. that's also the reason that I like this album and it appeals to me because I can laugh at myself because there have been times in my life where I've heard conspiracy theories and they really impacted me. Like I definitely there's a there's a lot of conspiracy theories that I do not believe. Like I think anyone that thinks these school shootings didn't happen are scum of the earth and I think that they don't deserve any sort of like fair treatment. I think they deserve to be sued for the damages that they've wrought upon these families. Um, that is vile behavior and don't act and don't act like you're pro-life and you're sending out letters to people like don't lie about your children getting shot. Fuck you. But what I have believed is stuff like, you know, I got really into the 9-11 conspiracy theories for a little while and like I was pretty convinced that, you know, it seemed too it seemed too calculated for how much money like fucking Dick Cheney got when all that shit went down and when they went to war with Iraq, so like you know a lot of people died i'm not trying to make light of their deaths but if somebody stood to gain if somebody stood to gain money off of that i'm sure it happened in the united states
1: well you've always been fascinated by that stuff where like anything like like anything without concrete proof i just like turn my brain off like if i hear conspiracy theories if i hear astrology if i hear qAnon stuff like any of that i know it exists i'm not really I feel like I only have so much room in my brain, and I'd rather fill it with like wrestling. Matches. Or
0: like telescope photos. Sure. Or,
1: or telescope. Well, that's actually. I mean, there there's plenty of useless stuff in my that's, brain. I'm but not saying that's useless, useless stuff that I. I think you're interested, interested in, in. That's a
0: a useful thing to be interested in. It's.
1: Well, that's why I'm not mm-hmm. counting the telescope stuff because that's like actual shit. But like. I,
0: if I if I want, like, stupid entertainment, I'd rather just yeah. watch wrestling. and sort of to capstone that, like, this is truly the stuff of human culture, and I think that's ultimately the sort of through line that they've so, like, honestly, pretty definitely tied together, because, like, whether you like it or not, conspiracy theories have been a huge thing in America forever, and they're really, really dangerous, but sort of like, you know, gun violence, like this is what we are defined by in our country. And I think that when people take that subject matter into their own hands and they do what I believe the Viagra boys did really well here and make like a fun record satirizing these like clowns, I think this is like good, this is great. And And it somehow exceeds being a concept comedy album and becomes like an awesome like punk rock album.
1: What I would love is a NoFX Viagra Boy split or like tour or something. And I don't think, you know, I feel like NoFX has never uh, ingratiated himself with the post-punk world or the artsy punk world. Because I don't think a lot of those people respect NoFX. Or does NoFX not respect
0: them? Let's be real.
1: I I feel like Fat Mike is just like, knows people don't take him seriously so he doesn't try. But like, I would love it if, I feel like Viagra Boys and NoFX are kindred souls.
0: Well, Ian, I think I'm just going to go turn myself into a computer and uh, hang out, masturbate. Ah, uh, random, All right. random. random. This guy. <laughs> you remember back in like What's 2009 people used to be like, "You're so random. to Jeffrey Tubin.: Jeffrey Damn, already. Jeffrey Tubin?:
1: <laughs> That was a little New Yorker masturbate.:
0: So does that wrap it up? Hey, you know what? Like I said, I'm just turning into a computer and masturbating and hanging out. But, yeah, that brings it That brings it to a close. This is, besides the Soul Glow record, this is a must-listen recommendation from me, Jake. Uh, it's not very long. It goes by really fast. This would have been great in the new
1: in the new Thor movie. This has some Taika. With oh, TV yeah, energy yeah. All over I ha- One of these songs. Not gonna claim to have seen it,
0: but I could see him using this to great effect. I just keep thinking about like how great this will be when they make like a coming of age movie about some like greasy like seven year old like seventh grader or seven year old or seven year (laughs) old. Um, yeah, it'll be good. And uh, that seven year old is greasy. We linked our new Discord channel in the last uh, show notes. It was for the Halfway to Jubies episode. So hoping to see some new faces in there. We do have that link in our Linktree bio. There's been some stuff where the link didn't work.
1: I'll just put it in the description for the show and then everyone can see it. No one has to go anywhere. Goodbye.
0: The climb down from Jubilee Street in the trees.